שיר למעלות. God is asking 
אדם, אייקה, where are you? after the scene, they were hiding. And after the, the, in the during the conversation, Adam is saying, "Aisha, she natata imadi natnali." Can the the woman that you put with me, she gave me that fruit and I and I ate it. But in the Hebrew. It's ktiv va'ochel. It me it in the meaning of it's like present and future. It's not va'achalti. Va'ochel. Okay. So the midrash is asking that question: How could it be that Adam Arishon, that God created him with his own hands, so to speak? And he is so rude and uh, rude to to because basically if you if you look at it it it's like God is asking him, "Did you eat from that tree that I said it's forbidden?" And the answer is actually. I ate and it was very tasty. I liked it. I'm going to continue. <laughs> This is the answer. <laughs> It's present and future. I'm going to... I, li I really liked it. It's an amazing tree. Why did you say it's forbidden? <laughs> Could it be that he was so rude to answer that way? And of course, this is, this is the Midrash. Midra, midrashim always leave open issues. So, Rabbi Mikotsk is answering that Midrash, and he's saying, of course not. And what we need to understand is that the question was different, and the, the answer was different than what we think. We always um, our regular way of thinking let's let's say is that can God was coming to him and telling him, "Oi, you did this and that this this is so horrible. Where are you? What have you done? You ate from the tree, I said it's forbidden now why you did it?" The question wasn't that. The question was, where are you? Ayeka. This is where it begins. Ayeka. Where are you? Where are you holding now? Did you understand already that you're sinned or you don't even understand that? And now if you... Okay, so you know that you sinned. Okay. Now where are you? Are you ready to start... working on yourself to improve to improve your ways not to sin more in the future getting to know yourself getting to know your emotional <coughs> situations 
your spiritual where is your spiritual being where are you and on that question Adam Arishon is answering actually I'm not able yet to start fixing I'm going I'm going to eat more in the future I'm not yet ready to start fixing myself and that true point is the basic understanding that each and every one of us needs to get to when he wants to come and to talk in front of Hashem because HaKadosh Baruch Hu Emet is stamp the stamp of, of Hashem is truth if you're not in truth The one who is saying lies cannot, cannot stand in front of me. I cannot look at him. I cannot listen to him. So even if you're saying, Hashem, I want to be the best uh, <laughs> righteous man, the biggest... Uh, whatever to keep all the mitzvot if it's not true Hashem is not listening to listening to that he's not able to 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 stand in front of that lie it's better that you say Hashem I love ice cream I prefer going to restaurants and to clubs I love forest parties <laughs> Wherever you are holding, I don't know. I've never been to forest parties, but uh, I heard it says people like it. Trance. <laughs> it was never my style, but okay. When you admit, then you somehow that magic happens every time it happens again to me. When you admit, and you're really share, sharing your inner truth where you're holding that question, Ayeka, that Hashem is asking us every second, every moment in our lives. Where are you? If you really admit, then the good and the holy wills are su suddenly, somehow, rising from behind that nonsense that you're caught to. The forests are beautiful. Parties might be also beautiful. I don't know. I'm not saying no, nothing about no one and about nothing. But concerning to, to our work. And then we went to Parashat Noach. And in Parashat Noach we learned something that is going to go along with us during all of the Torah, of course. That's the point that actually I was talking about even now from a different aspect, but... That getting into Avodat Hashem is all, always 
private it's always only yours only yours only it's always private it's always and and I, I started thinking about it to, today on my way when I was walking here that always I, I'm not sure that it's true that, so I'm just sharing my idea that I need mm -hmm. to check but Hashem is always talking when he's talking to one of the prophets or whoever he talks to it's always in a private uh, it's a private talk and if you're talking about the the plural uh, the public or whatever so he's telling tell the public that this and that always is pointing to the private one that is talking to him <coughs> so Noach he got to that amazing thing to be righteous and to give everything that he had giving himself to Avodat Hashem And the shame, of course, is supporting that. And we can see in the verses, I was talking about it also on Motzei Shabbat, to whom of you that were came to us, you are all invited this Motzei Shabbat also, mm -hmm. Bezrat Hashem. And Noach stayed in that place, in that position, in that private relationship that he has with Hashem. And Hashem is telling him, you see that all humanity is sinning and uh, I can't stand it anymore but I found I find you righteous so go build that ark and I will guard you I will save you and Noach believe to that scenario that Hashem is offering him and he's failing the test Because the suffering that Noah was going through, staying in that ark for all of the time of the flood. flood, is a suffering that you cannot imagine. Try to imagine yourself knowing that all of humanity is just I don't know, nuclear weapon war is happening outside and you're the only one that is saved. What kind of suffering is it? It's a disaster. And this got me to the conclusion that a private redemption is the biggest exile <laughs> why because to be redeemed is to be to get your heart back to your hand to to 
to guard, to, to be able to save and to rescue your heart from those desires to ice cream and good food and honor and money and whatever. Everyone has his own issues that he needs to deal with. And to get your heart back to your, to your own hands, to start feeling without being, okay, so somehow I will help and, some, and, and they will honor me, or somehow I will help and uh, they like me. Some, nothing of that, I will help, I just help. <laughs> feeling the, the suffering of, of the other. Feeling the happiness of others. Feeling. So private redemption, and this connects to what we were talking about in Sukkot in the class, that David HaMelech is saying, all, all of the waves of your seas, all of the sufferings and the problems that a human can suffer i was i i go, gone gone through me i how do you say it <laughs> i went through this is why we we connect to david amelech when someone is in trouble he finds himself when he's trying to read Tehillim, psalms he finds himself there why? Because David Amelech is sharing all of the kinds of sufferings that he gone through. But the words that come in the, in the same verse before the word that I just said is Lekol Tzinorecha When I, I hear your... Basically the word that he's using is pipes. When I hear one of your creations sharing in suffering, I remember mm -hmm. the suffering that I was going through. And I can understand him. And I can relate to him. And I can feel him. And I can help him. Private redemption is to feel the suffering of the others in the strongest way. <laughs> it's the hardest. <laughs> it's the hardest. <clears throat> and the story about Noah is teaching us that in a crazy way. Crazy way. Because he was so righteous and he was so the best and he was the only one and his is a price the price that he got <laughs> was to suffer from that and this is leading me to uh, also 
to understand that it's also the way I want we, we're going to get into Avraham Avinu and our parasha Lech Lecha that the only heritage that we can give our children Bezrat Hashem is only only spiritual powers and spiritual and emotional and whatever processes that we're going through this is the only thing that we can inherit to next generations this is what righteous people do when they write their books when they they're leaving their advice you can leave your chi child millions but the government can take it a fire can come and burn it I don't know, a lunatic in one of the banks can steal it. Tsunami can come and just... But if you inherit something else, this is something that no one can touch. <clears throat> this is the only thing that stays. The only true success is an inner spiritual process. This is the only real success. And Avraham Avinu is beginning a new process of righteousness. Righteousness that is involved with the world, with the environment, with others. Is connected, he has relationships. We see Noah getting into the ark with his wife and his children and their wives, but all of the story about Noah is it's only for their only information for us. We don't see his relationships with no one because he's so devoted to Hashem, because he's so righteous. Everything is amazing. Okay, but it has two sides. He is going also through that inner process that I'm saying that is the real only success in life but this, this is not Hashem's will Hashem's will is that you go, will go through that inner process during living really in that world feeling, meeting Avraham Avinu is, we see only in that parasha, so many ups and downs, so many ups and downs, wars, enemies, success, uh, they're stealing his wife, they're giving him back, he, he, so he, go, he comes back with a lot, so much property after that crisis.
And one of the verses in the parasha is saying, so bad in quoting, that he was, he believed in Hashem, and it was considered to him like, like charity. So, the simple understanding is that everyone that believes in Hashem, Hashem is appreciating that as charity. Because Hashem knows how deep and how hard is the struggle against... You have a question? Yeah, it sounds a little like we're doing Hashem a favor, but Hashem doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, but he could, but still, is he wants to. The whole being in that creation is for us to gain merits somehow because Hashem wants to give. So he considers that like you're doing, you're giving him charity. This is why it's written by It's lachshiv. Something is like. To give that a meaning of charity, it's not really charity. It's like machshava. Hashem thinks about it like it's charity. It's kilo. Like we said before, ben adam chashuv, important. It seems like that. It doesn't really mean that he's really important. The inner meanings. So, Hashem knows how strong is the desire, are the lusts and desires that He created inside of us. He knows that very well. And how how hard is the struggle? And every success that we have. To believe in him is very, very important to him. From the other side, Rabbi Mikotsk, again, I love him so much. <laughs> He's saying that Avraham Avinu had faith, he believed in Hashem. And he considered that as a charity that Hashem is giving him. That is giving giving him faith. And this is also a beautiful understanding if you ask me. Because we see so many people around us. And we see ourselves in the past and also during the present each and every moment in our lives how how hard is the struggle like i said before on faith and for sure that it's it's a present that shame gives you when he give, when he's letting you believe it is a present So, 
So. ברוך אתה אדוני אלוהינו מלך העולם שהכל נהיה בדברים. I got questions not from all of you. You're very invited to send me your questions and try to remember that and do it. For your own good sake, you know, because if you ask questions before the class, it means that you already read the parasha. So you know you know a lot better what I'm talking about, and you can also argue. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. But it's not from this parasha. It's from I got stuck in Bereshit. Uh, yeah. I understand you. I don't understand how it's possible that the first human that was born mm-hmm. that was kind. Did Abolasara? Did what? Believe... What? What? He did Abolasara. He didn't ah. believe in God. Kain? Kain. He didn't believe. That's why he was in a. No, but it's much more deeper than that. He didn't believe in him. Who would give him rotten fruits for him as a sacrifice? All the time he's asking. He How do you know? Angry God, but he believed. Why was he angry?
and beets and all the stuff from that grow underneath the ground then I and, and if I choose um, some of those and I go and I were to give them as a korban I would be not believing in Hashem because they're from the ground no fruits but okay yeah whatever okay okay we need uh, yes it's too late to ask that question <laughs> but we'll uh, I'll try to think about it and to answer you anyway about Hashem somehow we can try to talk about it but uh, okay for our parasha and what brings a person to believe in Hashem, in the Creator? What what brought Abraham to believe? Can I say something? I just oh. thought of something. Mm-hmm. Um, I it seems like Abraham had a lot of faith in, in Hashem. Mm-hmm. There was one point when he lied and said that his wife was his sister. Why did he do that? Mm-hmm. If he would have taken her. Mm-hmm. Yes, but isn't that like, isn't it in a way not trusting Hashem because you do, you don't think that Hashem will protect your own wife? Mm-hmm. Well, because because people have free will. Okay, and it's a. Is there his niece dealing with sister? people is is very hard when you need to. Yes. I'm just wondering what was going on. Yes, yes. Well, you are allowed to lie if it's to protect someone's life. What if, and not just his own, but what if he thought Sarah could also be in danger? No, but it seemed like it made it worse because she got taken away from her. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be. Like, I agree. Could you imagine? Like, she survived. Yeah. And she came out alive. Okay, we'll get. <laughs> we'll get to the. We'll get to that point in the parasha with Lata Shem. Mm-hmm. So your question was why? What makes anyone believe in Hashem? Yes. What what made Abraham believe in Hashem? I think like experiencing firsthand Hashem, like just being seeing that Hashem is real. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Questioning where do things come from? What is the source of it? Mm-hmm. And contemplating yes. it. I think the harder question is what brings a, a human not to believe in the Creator. This is the other question, if you ask me, because the creation is so complex and amazing. <laughs> it's all chance. <laughs> I, I even understand people that believe in aliens or whatever, but <laughs> to, uh, to, to understand that there is a supreme power that is making that happen is what? Oh, I was just going to elaborate on what you're saying. I didn't interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met, I knew somebody who didn't believe in Hashem and then started to believe in Hashem. And one of the reasons why they didn't is because of a lot of the great suffering they went through as a child. Mm-hmm. And, they, and in their mind, their reasoning was, well, if there's, a, if there's a God, why did he allow me as a child to suffer? To suffer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, this is... What brings people to faith and what brings people to live faith is the loyalty and the dedication and the responsibility that faith is bringing with it 
because when people suffer, for example, if you talked about it, what can you say? You must admit that or that you sinned or that something that you that is something that you can't that you don't know it's one kind of calculations or whatever something from uh, other uh, lifetimes or I, I don't know something that we don't understand what can you say? It's it's easier to live faith. It's easier in that situation. If you're not stable enough, if you didn't learn about it, and you, if you didn't try to search for it. But whoever that is searching in truth, like we, th we said in the beginning of the class, really searching in truth and truth is first of all coming from reality from his I mean from where you're at in that moment that question Ayeka this is the question that we need to learn or we need to learn how to ask ourselves where am I what am I and to let that question lead us Whoever that is really searching in that way and is really, like I said before, willing to take responsibility. And responsibility means to learn how to shut up, first of all. <laughs> because when someone is coming and claiming and whatever, telling you, it's first of all, to learn how to shut up. Because somehow, this will bring healing. And if you have what to say, to really wait for the time that you will say it, not out of your emotional uh, problems that must answer and protect yourself and mm -hmm. you will say it because it's the truth mm. simply because it's the truth and to learn to shut up is also yesterday one of when the electricity fell <laughs> so one of my ch children was uh, uh, in the shower Oh. Oh. <laughs> and suddenly it, it was dark and he was uh, shouting the name of uh, one of his brothers uh, like hey why did you turn off the lights light on me <laughs> immediately immediately to blame yeah. also to learn how to shut up not to blame what do you blame what, what do you want what happened who is re who is really interrupting you? Really? Okay, standing in your way. Okay. Hashem wants your patience. He doesn't want your blamings.
to learn how to shut up. <laughs> Take responsibility on your life. This is one of the main basics of faith. And dedication. Dedication to the way. To go. To go. To continue. You're getting to points and places that you don't understand why and how could it be and why am I suffering? Why is he suffering? Why? What? Why? Why? What? Not to invent explanations that you don't know if it's true or not. Not to invent new religions. Stay loyal. Say I don't know. Say I don't understand. Commitment. Whoever that really is going through that search in truth, he gets to new achievements, to a higher mind. This is Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu that suffered so much in his childhood. They tried to throw him to fire. <laughs> because he, 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 he was looking and saw his father. It says that his father was one of the biggest uh, in the idol worshipping there. I don't know what. but uh, It's a joke. If you really look at it simply. Okay, what is idol worshipping? I can't deal with, with my issues. I can't take responsibility on my life. I can't take responsibility on my uh, mistakes, if to say gently. Okay, I, uh, I like those whatever sins and I need someone to allow me. So I will invent him and build him and pray to him. And I know that he will uh, <laughs> allow that. <laughs> what is idol worshipping? To say I'm deciding here. This is going to be my puppet. And she will do what I say. It will do. Yeah. In Hebrew, Buba is a female, so I said she. But it will do what I say. It will allow me what I want. It gets so deep. Because all of our relationships in life comes from the relationships 
that we had or didn't have with our parents from the warmth you can say chom warmth wow I started to, to understand something in the logic that is missing in that language but Something there, there is in that English. In the, in the warmth that we were waiting and wishing for so much. And from the times that we lacked it. So even, so when a person, Bezrat Hashem, meeting is made, Is also seeking for the same warmth from him, but it's is uh, not your father, is not your mother. What do you want from him? <laughs> it's a different relationships already. If we're not choosing faith, David Amelech is saying because my father and my mother left me, and you. You will grab me, you will gather, gather me to you. If you let yourself be gathered to Hashem, to that search, what is Hashem? Where is He? Where, what? What? Miracles, what? Where is it? It's a state of mind of us. Of course Hashem exists, but where do I meet Him? When I get myself to that state of mind that is able to meet Him. And the meeting is something that you cannot describe, you cannot talk about, you cannot teach, you cannot share. Not with yourself even, it's just happening and when it's happening, it's happening. You cannot teach yourself from that moment to the other how to... It's, there is no remedy for that. No description. Okay, you did this and that, uh, you put fill in, you... No. <laughs> it's not there. No when you're keeping Torah and Mitzvot and you're keeping whatever as women, your modesty and whatever, you're leaving yourself able to reach that place and saving yourself from suffering from not being able for looking for your satisfactions and your the warmth that root in other places. What is idol worshipping? <laughs> it's that despair. It's that despair that Like there is no way to feel 
to feel to feel and to feel the lacking to be able to feel and not to run away to really feel that there is someone with me taking care of me exactly like David HaMelech is saying it's not that my father and mother they left me because this is the way that that world is working that people die and Baruch Hashem my parents are still alive but it's not about that they left me although that they're already they they still alive they left me they have their own issues because they're old now because they got to whatever they left me when I was three they came back but then they left me again only faith can save you can save us building that faith this is the root and the source of the story about the lost princess that Abnachman was telling because emuna in Hebrew emuna is also connected to emun emun emuna is faith and emun is how do you say emun uh, trust trust it's connected faith. it's close so you trust you faith you believe it's like the connection Because basically my parents never left me when I was three. They just had to go. And they came back. They had to go bring food and they came back. You know what I'm saying? But our nature, this is also one of the amazing things that I saw this week, this, this year in Parashat Noach. That, that famous quote that Hashem is saying, Yetzer Leva Adam Ramin Eorav, the evil inclination is from the beginning in the humans. It's only after the flood. Because Noah could judge his generations, his generation, in a different way and not letting that flood happen. And then Hashem wouldn't say those words. 
Because we're what? I didn't mean to. Um, the only question I have, personally, because um, I'm dealing with a family that believes something else. One of the things they always say to me, which I have a hard time agreeing with, mm -hmm. is their personal beliefs. They say, well, everybody was born into sin. We're all sinners. Mm -hmm. like, okay. And their reasoning is for their religious belief, Christianity, that's blah, yeah. blah, blah, right? Okay. So, like, I have a little bit of an issue with that. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, it, like, grades yes. you in our yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> so, what, what to the answer first? No, what, so first of all, what I was saying, I'll get to that. What I was saying is that we are judging we are judging it's written in yesh din lemata and din lemala if there is judgment down here there is no judgment up there okay if someone sinned in uh, was hiding and sinning somewhere and no one saw him and he didn't judge himself for that. So there are judgments on, in heaven on him. Because a judgment must be. But when we are judging, there is no judgment. It's also answering you, actually. Because that judgment that we do is, first of all, when we judge ourselves, this is the power of tshuva. And we believe in tshuva. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is the main issue to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, the holidays also. Mm -hmm. To believe only in the confessions is to choose to continue sinning. But to believe in tshuva, in in in. In other ways of tshuva means that you also have a vision of righteousness and of fixing and not righteousness and like what uh, I'm going to be a rabbi. No, I'm going to be clean. <laughs> I'm cleaning and I'm going to deal. So the righteous man of the generation which was Noah, like there is no other choice. Torah is saying it for sure out loud. If he would judge the generation differently and deal with reality differently, the flood wouldn't come. And Hashem will not say those words that people who were born to sin this is what Hashem said it's not the, it's not the Christianity invented that Hashem said it. it's written in the Torah we were born to sin yes I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know it said that no, in the Torah no. but we're born it's not where we will sin but we're not born as a, as, as, as sin as yes it's different than what he said different than the inclination in our, inside of our heart is bad 
from the beginning. Mineurav from. But first of all, like I said before, the idea is not the 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 vikuach. Struggle. Okay, not struggle. Disagreement, but it's not about that. Don't an you don't have to answer nothing. Yeah, I know. That's why the whole part about learning <laughs> how to shut up. Yeah, yeah I learned that. <laughs> with my family just don't even just be like. Can and no, but when you know a point that is truth and you're saying it because it's the truth and not as a part of the struggle. Yeah. It's different. And they're also don't, don't need you don't defend. You are crazy to choose conversion. They don't need to. You don't need to <laughs> to bring them to your place. Yeah. They don't. Basically, they just need to know about seven mitzvot and to keep those. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want for them. Can of course, of course, of course, but. From inside, they're dealing with the, like, you're going in a way that somehow, maybe they're not, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. And I'm saying it because I know it from my place, with my family, to choosing to be religious. So they're also feeling, wow, so now you know, but and you're not eating this, and you're not eating that. So what? You're better than us. You're not better than us. You what? The separations. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. No. <clears throat> wow. I had so many questions and I have answers, but I don't have time. <laughs> so we see that the close men to Egypt, as can when they going to Egypt, Avraham. Is starting, is is telling uh, Sarah, Sarai. She's not Sarai yet. Sarai is telling her, I know that you're beautiful and this and that. And in Likutemu Aran, Rabbeinu is saying that Avraham Avinu was so holy that the beauty of women never uh, had meaning to him. To impress him, to... to okay. <laughs> Can you grab that uh, <laughs> idea? But when they started getting closer to Egypt, mm -hmm. he started feeling that happening to him. This is what he told her. Yadati, that you're, now I know that you're beautiful. What happened to you? You never saw your wife. There, someone of the commentators said that they were so modest that he never saw her and it's the first time that he saw her. But I don't know, it's not for me. But, but, no, there, there, there are people that live uh, extremely modestly in that way and I don't know what they never see their wives I I don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> but it's straightforward here. but uh, 
<laughs> Very honest. <laughs> but Avraham Avinu was starting to feel that, but I can say truly about the impression. You can look at a very beautiful woman and you know, look, she's miserable because this is only the only thing that she has. This is the only thing that she cares about. This is something that we can say. That we can say. It's also not so politically correct in our days, but I don't care about that. So I do say it. And from that understanding, Avraham Avinu is understanding that it's a dangerous place. Because people don't have faith. And they don't have Yirat Shamayim. They don't fear of nothing. They will kill for women. Because from Avraham Avinu is so gentle. And he's start, only starting to feeling the power of that desire to beauty and to women. You, under, you understand how, how bad and how deep it can get. That people can kill for that. And Sarah Sarah is uh, is basically you can say Sar is a minister and Sarah is also a minister a woman. Today mm -hmm. we have uh, also women in our politics ministers. So Sarah it's written that she was higher than Abraham in her, uh, uh, in Ruach HaKodesh. Divine inspiration. She had a, a higher divine inspiration than Abraham Avinu. She was a minister on angels. And this is what happened in, in when Paro took her. She was commanding angels to just hit him. Not to get closer to her. Rashi brings that. And this is how we understood that something is wrong here and he needs to, to send those people back. And he's also afraid to ask back for all the money and the, uh, everything that he gave Abraham. Now, Sarah is also the same letters of Shara singing. She is the happiness. She is the faith. And she is the one that really fell to exile. Avraham Avinu got now, uh, how do you say, wealth. He got a lot of money, a lot of uh, sheep. I don't know what they gave him. But he lost his, his heart, he lost his faith. But Baruch Hashem, in the merit and bizchut, can in the merit of her strong powers,
they created the basic model of all exiles and of all redemptions. This is what happened to Am Israel later. They also went to Egypt, became slaves, suffered, whatever, and got out very rich with all of that wealth. This is the model. Abraham and Sarah are the basic model of exile and and redemption, Bezrat Hashem. <coughs> and then get the separation. We get to the separation from Lot, because Lot was hurt also in Egypt, in the meaning that he fa he fell to those lust and desires. And the first thing that happens when people are caught into lust and desire is that they lose the taste and the connections to to the to the righteous man that is the only one that can save you from that but if you taste the taste and like we said about in the beginning of the class you wishing to taste the taste more and not choosing to try to confront and to try to deal with so the separation is a you cannot prevent that separation and Avraham Avinu is forcing that separation from Lot because this is the way if you're not able to help someone you must learn how to let go because something will help him Avraham Avinu which is for sure the righteous man of that generation he knows that rule and he knows that there are two ways or the way of tshuva or the way of suffering and Lot is <laughs> he's choosing pleasures he's going to the amazing places in Sdom it was so uh, everything was green and they had all the fruits and all the wealth they were all but like we'll see in the next in the parasha next parasha we'll see that there's only suffering there <clears throat> now the idea of ivri and the hebrew it's written avraham ivri i think that it's only the, the, the difference between Ivri and Hebrew is, is only in English because basically it, in Hebrew it's the same idea. It's the same, it's the same thing. And this is the heart of the Likutei Moharan. Between the first part and the second part, there is a small 
paragraph that Rabbeinu is talking about Avraham Avinu. And it's very special because this is really the heart of the Likutei Moharan. Which lesson is this in Likutei I'm saying it's between the first and the second part of the book, there's a small paragraph. It's not a Torah. It's not one of the Torot. It's, of course it's a Torah, but... It's not an actual lesson on it. And, and Rabbeinu is saying that Avraham Ivri, what is Ivri? Aver, Ma'avar is a path. Okay? And the, you have two Avarim. You have one side of the Ma'avar and the other side. So Avraham Ivri, it means that he chose to be, he chose a side of his own. And all of the. All of the people are standing in one side, and he is alone in the other side. Again, like we said before, that this is the way of Avodat Hashem. Somehow, in a, between all of the mess of that life, you have that point that is always alone alone with Hashem, but not connected to, to no one, to, no one can touch that. And as much as, like as I'm trying to also, because it's the end of the class, to tie the ideas, this is that area, that point that we need to work on to have what to inherit to our next generations. So, Rabbeinu is saying that this is the only way that Avraham got to be father of all believers. Because he knew how to be. How to be in that position of being alone from all of the world. Not to need the to be a part of a group. It's a need that we have in our nature. <coughs> to be part of the herd. Avraham Avinu is choosing a different way. And the questions about the visions, it's a known thing that Hashem is, when He's coming in a character, it's always a character that is connected to the prophecy, the specific prophecy. So once He looks like a warrior, once He looks like an old man, once He looks like a woman, it might look like whatever, I don't know. And most of the times only a voice and a vision that is showing something to the Prophet and he needs to understand the prophecy out of that vision, like we see in all of the Prophet books. Um...
Maybe that's enough. <laughs> what? You want to say something? Oh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Um, I was thinking when you were speaking, the difference between um, Abraham Avinu and Noah is that even though Abraham want, was the one from the other side, basically, mm-hmm. he's not being a part of the, the group. Mm-hmm. But yet, he hasn't completely separated himself like Noah did because he was <laughs> able to cry out for the other people and release them mm-hmm. at the same time. Exactly. So it was very balanced. Maybe as Noah wasn't a part of everybody, but he completely separated himself away from everyone to the point where he didn't even include them in anything. Like, he just, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And yes. that's the difference. Yes. Yes. He let go on them. Yeah. Yes. So even though we were not a part of everybody and we separated ourselves, but then we're also at the same time a part of them. Exactly, 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 exactly. Not to be in that needy needy place emotionally and and public, I don't know, uh, uh, in religion or whatever, that need to be a part of the, the group. But always to share your place, because if it's really the best thing that you found, you're obligated to share that with others and to offer that. Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem. Good luck. <laughs>